The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. All right, we're talking NFC predictions, playoff predictions, sleepers, futures, all not sleepers, futures, uh, all that stuff. You're listening to Get Paid, Sean and Brad. Brad, how you doing today, my friend? Good, buddy. I'm looking forward to the season, my friend. Right I know. Forward. We're going to be talking about picks next week, um, like actual game picks. We get to actually get into to kind of gambling season, um, you know, present gambling season as opposed to futures. But for now, you know, I got Bavada Sportsbook up. I am ready to go with some NFC. We did AFC last week. If you didn't catch it, go back and watch. Um, or uh, if you're picking stuff on the podcast, listen. Before we get rolling here, as always, please, um, you know, rate us and uh, write a ranking. That always helps us, or write a rating. That always helps us so uh nfc dude let's just start man Let's just go east to west let's start with nfc east how you feeling about the nfc east this season um i can give you kind of the the rundown of all the the bavada numbers and all that stuff but just high level what do you think uh i don't feel great about them i don't think they're going to represent uh anybody in the nfc championship or the super bowl there's always a chance for philly to excel yeah um i would pick them if i had to cast my vote I don't think it's Dallas. I think it's the same thing with Dallas. It's a star in the helmet and a popularity contest, but mm-hmm. I don't think they, they make it to the dance. You know, it, it's weird because this division has, in, in like the most truncated, weird offseason in history, right? Usually these new head coaches are supposed to get an extra mini camp. Thanks to COVID, none of that happened. So you have three new head coaches in this division, Ron Rivera, um, Judge in New York, and uh, McCarthy, who you're very familiar with being a Packers fan. McCarthy and Dallas, um, the only team with any continuity here, um, at least schematically, you can make an argument that, you know, Dallas, they held over their offensive coordinator. I don't really buy that. I think McCarthy will have more of his hands in there. Um, Philadelphia's continuity to me. Um, they made the playoffs last year in spite of, like, everybody being hurt, <laughs> you know, all their yeah, skill right. players being hurt. They have all those guys back healthy. The continuity plus the health, you know, Carson Wentz, I think, is, unfortunately, I think he's a really good quarterback, but he doesn't get... The, I don't think he gets rated as highly as he should because of, you know, he always seems to be injured in the playoffs. Yeah, so, yeah right. He always seems to get hurt, and um, he hasn't been consistently excellent, right? He's had moments and shows it, but not yeah, always. You know, it, he's he's a weird one. I agree with that, but, you know, let me be a little bit of an apologist for him. Um, you know, last year, well, a couple years ago when he, when he was really doing well and you're talking MVP, then I think he shredded his knee against the Rams in like week 14 or something. And then Foles, of course, went on to win that Super Bowl. Um, I don't remember what happened the next year offhand. I think they were a good, not great team. Last year, it looked like they were kind of kind of stringing it together again, but then like his whole receiving core got hurt. So yeah. he didn't put up like crazy, sexy quarterback numbers. And of course, he wasn't like a fantasy football standout because of that. But they're like legit reasons, you know? Um, whereas you, com- you look at somebody like Kirk Cousins, who puts up, you know, historically better fantasy football numbers. You know, no disrespect because I like Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. more than you do, but I'd rather have Carson Wentz. You know, I'd rather have Carson yeah, Wentz too. than Matt Ryan. I would, you yeah. know, but we, yeah, haven't, we haven't seen it in the playoffs. And I think that's what's hurting him. And I think that's what's hurting, you know, this division. I look at Bavada right now and I see Dallas is actually minus 120 to win the mm. division, which I think is, you know, you get the uplift from the fans and all that stuff. I think that's interesting. Philly's next at plus 145. So Dallas mm-hmm. is a pretty, according to Bavada, pretty strong odds to win the division. I disagree, man. I think Philly at plus money might be my favorite division winner bet in the NFL at this point. 
Yeah, I absolutely disagree with that. And Holmgren's a good coach, but it's year number one, and you mean Peterson? I, I, Peterson. You say Holmgren? Peterson. No, I mean McCarthy. Sorry. What oh, you I meant P- okay McCarthy. Oh, for for Dallas. Yeah. The other ex Dallas. Yeah, McCarthy for Dallas. Or Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a good coach, but I don't think Jason Garrett was a bad coach. Um, I had an air about him where he was kind of like a do boy, like not really like in charge, and, and that's maybe just perception. And McCarthy gives the opposite vibe, right? But yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't think Dak. Dak is not Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. it's not that McCarthy can't adjust, but I just don't think it's them. The only, you know, not to talk out of both sides of my mouth, their defense is very good, right? Yeah. And getting better. You, you know, know they lose some pieces, and... though. It's it's kind of weird because Philadelphia, I talked about continuity. Philadelphia loses some pieces. Dallas loses some pieces. What concerns me about Dallas, um, especially from a betting point of view and all that, is, you know, when they pay, um, they're paying Dak, he, not long-term, but they've paid him this year, right? You then, you know, you pay Zeke. You pay Amari Cooper, who got their extensions. You have some offensive linemen who've gotten extensions. You have uh, some defensive players that have gotten extensions. You have all these, like high-paid players, and if you go to, like, Over the Cap or any of these other websites that track that stuff, the percentage of cap for their top 10 players is so high. And what does that do? That basically means you need to nail the draft. If you don't – and I'm talking about, like, have the best draft for, like, three or four years in a row because you need this cheap talent to come up. What ends up happening – and I've seen this, you know, following the uh, the Washington football team now for for decades. If you pay the top of your roster – that much you can pay one, two, three guys, no problem. You pay a, you know, a, like ten or a baker's dozen or whatever it is, dude. Like that bottom of the roster, that depth, injuries happen, nagging injuries yeah, happen. Right, that that right. can cost you one to two games, and that's big in the NFL. So yeah, right. th- that bugs me. Philadelphia lost some pieces. They had to waive some pieces, but they're always good defensively. You know. I think they're structurally very well. I right. think the organization definitely is is very strong. You know, so they're consistently competitive to withstand what they withstanded offensively know, last year know, and I make know. the playoffs. And you know, I I, I got to be honest. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. If um, if McCown, uh, McCown, if McCown didn't come in and take over for Wentz when when Wentz got hurt, I think they would have won that first playoff game. You know, that's mm-hmm. not. I mean, that's a team that's kind of built for the playoffs. They're sound. They're structurally sound. So I like you know I like Philadelphia plus money. Um, I'm kind of surprised. Too. With the coaching staff change, I'm surprised that Dallas is the favorite there, but maybe I shouldn't be because, you know, Dallas, Pittsburgh, you know, Chicago Cubs, you know, these teams that have massive followings, they always get a little bit of an up boost. They do. They do get a little up, yeah. for sure. So, yeah, I'm taking Philly. Are you taking Philly? Yeah, I'll take Philly. And we'll get back to the wild card in a bit. And remember, everybody, this year, um, uh, seven playoff teams per conference. So we will get that third wild card team this year, as we talked about last week. All right, so let's move it to the north. Um, to me, this is a two-team race, um, but it is, there is a lot of interest, um, at least interesting storylines this year. Uh, so, you know, obviously you got Green Bay, who's near and dear to your heart. You got Minnesota. I think those are the creme de la creme of the division. Uh, Chicago, we don't know what's going to happen with Foles taking over at quarterback. Foles has familiarity with the offensive system. You and I have been down on Mitch Trubisky. Um, can Foles give an uplift? I think the defense is going to bounce back this year. Um as we talked about, you know, in, in in weeks past, another year in the defensive quarter, he'll be he'll be better. Detroit having Stafford for a full season, I think their floor is seven and nine. Are they a great team? No, but that means if their floor is seven and nine, their ceiling's what ten and six, nine and seven. If everything breaks right for Detroit, very optimistic. Very optimistic, but I'm saying if if everything breaks right, 
Sure. Um, and if Matt Stafford's back, unfortunately, doesn't break. Um, you know, they they could make a run, man. They were they were kind of a tough three and three, three and four team when Stafford got hurt last year. So they're not a pushover, is what I'm saying. So no, they're not a pushover. They're not a dumpster fire. But th- that's Detroit, right? Yeah, Detroit. They're always good enough to uh, compete in certain games, but for some reason they don't. They don't pull out the one or two that a winning team finds a way to win, and then their season is just like, uh, you know, they, they miss the playoffs and it's subpar. And then the last two weeks of the year, they're playing for nothing. Yeah. You know? It's kind of how it always goes. I always thought of Matt Stafford and, and uh, Matt Ryan as similar quarterbacks in terms of where I would rank them in the NFL. Um Good, not great. And I always throw Kirk Cousins in that same category. Again, you, you wouldn't, I do. Um, you know, just kind of splitting hairs there at that, you know, third quarterback yeah. tier or whatever it is. But, you know, in Detroit, I would say is a similar team to me than Atlanta. I would say Atlanta is slightly better. I would say Matt Ryan is slightly better, but both kind of in that same area. And it's just, you know, I don't know what it is about the organization. Maybe its ownership isn't really dialed in and really committed to making it a winner or whatever. But they Maybe, just right? It, like even when they're like good, they're not a team that you fear. You know, yeah, Barry Sanders. Yeah. You, you, Barry Sanders scared the crap out of everybody. But if you could go up and take Barry Sanders, you know, if you get a lead and take Barry Sanders out of the game, you can neutralize them. Like Matt Stafford, at least he throws the ball. And so they can always, you know, have an elite offense. But I, I question Matt Patricia and his defensive prowess, man. Man, it's like it's almost like Detroit never recovered from Barry Sanders leaving early. Yeah, you know, it's like they never came back from that. It like shook them at their core. And yeah, they, they for had, good reason. Yeah, for right. Good right. reason, man. That team I mean, was awesome. One of the best players ever just dipped out on them. Yeah, it's you a know, and it, yeah, it's like someone that goes through a bad breakup and they just never like. Yeah. They're never quite the same, you know, and they hadn't pulled themselves out. And it's a losing culture. And I think that matters, you know. It's mm-hmm. like New England has this winning culture, yeah. right? I just watched uh, The Last Dance again about Michael Jordan. And he mm-hmm. spoke about when he went to the Bulls the first year, it was a losing culture. Yeah. So, like, one game when they were down nine in the fourth, everybody else on the team was like, okay, you know, let's just wrap it up yep. and we'll play tomorrow. Yep. And he's like, F that. Dude. Yeah, and yeah. he went and reeled off like 12 straight. And he said, like, from that moment on, winning was real. Yep. Right? So it was just like a shift in culture. And mm-hmm. if Detroit can manage to pull out those those one or two games that they always manage to let slip away, yeah. maybe the shift happens. Haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And like Chicago and Detroit, like I don't, I really, I don't think they're bad teams. And I don't know, either. I mean, I don't I, I, I'm not going to make the pick as we get into our wild cards. I'm not, I'm, I, I can't put them into the playoffs. But if you tell me at the end of the year that one of these teams makes a wild card, wouldn't shock me at all because they all have potential. Whereas, like I look, we were talking about the East. I look at the um, the Washington football team. They don't have the potential to compete for the division. Well, this year. I'm going to correct you there. It would shock me if Detroit or Chicago were a wild card really but not because of the division they're in but because of the other teams in the nfc right yeah competing with the new orleans and the tampas and the san francisco's and the seattle's like it it would heavily shock me if they beat out other wild card teams even dallas right we just got done dumping on dallas dallas was definitely a better wild card pick than those two well i'll say man chicago 
Look, you know, we weren't high on Chicago last year because of Trubisky and, you know, and, and living in Chicago, I can tell you the, the thought in Chicagoland was that, oh, well, we have the best defense in the league and that's going to carry over. And I think there was a lack of underst- understanding or maybe lack of respect for what Fangio did for that defense as the defensive coordinator when he left and you get uh, Pagano in there, not to say Pagano's a bad coach, but there's... There's an adjustment. There's an adjustment to scheme. It's not the same thing. And so I always felt like Chicago was going to take a step back defensively because, one, they were incredible. I mean, like, incredible two years yeah, ago. Right, right. And it's hard to keep that up for two years. Sure, That's the first thing. Sure. And then to do that with a new coach, I just didn't see it happen um, happening. So, But this year, I think that the opposite is true. I think now the defense is comfortable. They've adjusted. Pagano knows the personnel and vice versa. I think the defense is going to take a step back. So you look at Foles, and suddenly what I see is Foles can execute an offense. Um, he knows this offense, so I'm not worried about the lack of um, you know offseason program and all that stuff. He knows what this offense does. He's been in it for like you know five six years, you know through different teams, but the same system. You know, can he can he get two to three more third down conversions a game than Trubisky? I think odds are yes. And so what impact does that have on the Bears? You know, suddenly, I think they were, what were they, 8-8 eight and eight last year? Um, they kind of went on a run at the end of last season. Could they be 9-7? and seven? Absolutely they could be 9-7. and seven. Is that good for a wild card? I mean, we'll see how the season pans out. So Chicago in particular, I, again, I don't know that I'm going to pick them for a wild card. We'll talk through it, but that wouldn't shock me. But let's get to um, Green Bay and Minnesota. Uh, Bavada has Green Bay at plus 180. They have Minnesota mm-hmm. at plus 175. So Minnesota is the slightest wow. of favorites wow. there. Wow. How do you wow. see it? Yeah. How do you see this working out and telling reminding everybody that you are a Green Bay Packers fan? I know I know it's hard for you to pick against them. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick against them, but I'm not necessarily gonna pick for them. I well, I don't know. They're, they are very even teams. I do think that Green Bay's defense is going to be better this year. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. Their secondary is so strong. And shows a lot of potential. And last year, a lot of the guys, I believe, were first-year guys. Mm-hmm. First or second. And that unit comes back together. And with those two beasts on the defensive line, it all the starts Smith there. Brothers. I, yep. The Smith brothers. The Smith brothers. And barring any injuries, I think the actual, you know, I hate to jinx it, but I think the actual defense is going to be dominant. Hmm. Not good, but dominant. Mm. Right, the type of defense I haven't seen from Green Bay in a long time, and I think that's going to separate it. And then, of course, on the other side, you have Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, and the receiving core is the weakest package. Right, Um, but that being said, you know you still have Aaron, who in a bad year throws twenty six touchdowns and four interceptions. Right, so it's true. I, I, and it's true. And so I would give the nod to Green Bay. But I would give them the slam dunk if they managed to just have a cohesive offense that didn't look like shit for two quarters for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it's um. So I've we've talked about this and we've kind of argued back and forth. My feeling is that Minnesota, they're in. I'm not going to call it a rebuild. They're in flux right now. Um, they've had to get rid of people. They've parted ways with people. Obviously, Stephon Diggs gets traded. Um, but right. you know they f- that's a big loss. Come on, Let's but they do f- they feel okay with with uh, BC Johnson kind of taking back over, and, and Johnson did okay last year when when Thielen was out. Um, Kubiak takes so I love Kubiak taking over the offense there. I actually like him more than Stefanski, who I also like very much taking over for the Browns. 
Um, and Green Bay, meanwhile, they have continuity, but it bugs me that they couldn't find one elite weapon. And then one wide receiver they signed, Devin Funches, opts out of the season. Right, so, right, um, right, you right. know, there are question marks on both. The way I see it working is that Green Bay starts the year quicker and Minnesota ends the year um, better because the, because of that defensive flux. That defense needs to reload. And I think they've reloaded in talent, but it's going to take a little bit uh, of a while for them to gel. So my question is, Green Bay, I think they're going to jump out to the lead. And Minnesota's going to close that gap, kind of like what we saw last season, although Green Bay, of course, ended up you know, with the bye and all that stuff. But for a little bit, for a little while there, it looked like Minnesota could make that division a run. I see it working out similarly this year. I like both teams. I think both teams will be in the playoffs. My pick, um, gosh, it's a tough one for me. It really is. It's a, it's a toss-up, and it's a toss-up from Bavada, too. You can see in the odds. Sure, sure. Just to just to add some intrigue and just to keep track of something different, I'll say Minnesota. That of course hinges on Dalvin Cook being healthy throughout the year. I mean, I really right. like Kubiak. Uh, Dalvin Cook has to be healthy, but even if Dalvin Cook goes down, I like Madison taking over. And I think Minnesota's defense is going to be strong by the end of the year. But um, yeah, man, Green Bay. I, I mean, it's hard. It, it really is for me a coin flip, right. honestly. I'm just right. taking Minnesota just to just to take them. Um, okay, so uh, I guess, sorry, I got to write this down. We both took Philly. Um, you took Green Bay, I took Minnesota, and we'll move on to the South now. Big storyline, obviously, Brady comes over, Gronk comes over to Tampa Bay. We love New Orleans. New Orleans ends up with Emmanuel Sanders. Finally, they have a like a true compliment, although he's you know he's on the down slope of his career, but a true compliment for Michael Thomas. Kamara is back and healthy, um, and I think this New Orleans defense has historically been underrated just because of how good their offense is. Tampa Bay's um, couldn't stop the pass to save their lives last year. Uh, but you know Todd Bowles is a good defense uh, defensive coach. They made some moves in the offseason. Carolina, new uh, coaching staff. Atlanta kind of is what they are. So how do you see this division going, Brad? What are your impressions for the South? Oof, what an exciting division, man. I, yeah. You know, I honestly don't know how it's going to go, but I am pulling for Tampa, man. I am pulling for them. And I think any, any team that has Tom Brady and Gronkowski and those weapons that they got, mm-hmm. man, those weapons at tight end, uh, receiver, dude, that that offense could be so potent. Yeah, right. I think New Orleans. I think New Orleans has a lot to fear. You know, Tampa Bay was right around that 500 mark last year, and that's in spite of Jameis Winston throwing for like 30 interceptions. Tom Brady is not going to throw for that. You're talking about on a bad year for Aaron Rodgers. He's like a 26 and four. You know, t- same thing's true for Brady. The question mark is, can he throw deep? Arians has no problem with his deep ball. I think that the whole reason— The guy can throw deep. The guy can throw deep. I'm not worried about that at all. Right. Um, You know, I think that New England, you know, people want to hate on Tom Brady just because, you know, they're sick of him, I think. But New England had no receiver that could get any separation last year. This year in Tampa Bay, you got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. You do have Gronk. Um, you still have O.G. Howard and Cameron Brait. You got um, you know, that, that slot receiver is pretty good. I think it was it Miller, Scotty Miller or something like that. Forgive me, I can't remember offhand. Tampa Bay's got weapons, dude. I'm not even worried about the run game. I don't care. They're going to make something work in the run game good enough, and they're going to turn the ball over about 25 times less than they turned the ball over last year. Sure. sure this is going sure. to be a double-digit yeah. win team. I don't think, though, that yeah. it's enough to take, to overtake New Orleans, who for me right now is my pick to represent um, the NFC. I think they're just the best team in the well, conference let, at this point. Let me say this. For some reason, and this is just a, just a intuition or a guess, whatever you want to call it, but eventually Drew Brees is going to take a step down, yeah. right? 
eventually, and he's close. He's mm-hmm. he's very close to that moment where his skills subside, and yes, he's smart, and he could still do it. But him and that thumb of his, like, he's not going to be Drew Brees as we know him, right? It happens to all of them, and it may be this year. You know, one thing, um, we both watch Colin Coward, although I haven't watched him in months. But Me either. He, yeah, yeah, it's just a weird year. Um, but he has Drew Bledsoe on every now and then um, from Drew Bledsoe's vineyard. And and Bledsoe makes up makes a point. It's like when you get older, your arm strength isn't the problem. It's your legs is, is what they mm-hmm. always say. And, and Colin mm-hmm. Coward loves that. He always brings it up, and Bledsoe always brings it up. And it is a valid thing. And what I see, because Brady and Brees are like a year in, in age apart. And you didn't say you're worried about, like, at some point Brady is going to erode, which he will. But you make a good point, though, because Breeze, he seems to, when he plays a full season, he seems to kind of lag, you know, in weeks like 12 through 16 right, into the playoffs. Right, right. And you don't see that with Brady. Um, it, well, I, the reason I think that Brady started to erupt can, can still play at a high level because his game is, is based on everything except his legs. Like, the guy has never ran for more than a yard in yeah, any direction. Right. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but all he does is he's the master just shifting right, mm-hmm. left, forward, back, and then he makes the right call. That's the brilliance of Tom Brady. Right. And Drew Brees is more of a typical quarterback who likes to scramble a bit and run around and, and create like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just – I, well, either way, we agree, right? Is it's it, I I feel like age is becoming more of an issue uh, for Breeze than it is for Brady, even though they're very similarly aged. Um, right. Now, Bavada has let's see, Bavada has New Orleans at minus one hundred five, and they have Tampa Bay at plus one forty five. Mm-hmm. You know, New that's not bad. Those aren't bad odds for New Orleans, um, and it's nice to get plus money. I'd probably you know throw five or ten or down on both of them just see kind of what happens. Yeah. You know, I don't see. Uh, let's see here. Atlanta's at plus six fifty. I don't see Atlanta competing, and uh, Carolina's at plus two thousand again. I don't. I don't see them competing at all. Who's so, throwing in Carolina this year? I forget. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, that's right. Well, that's very interesting, isn't it? But yeah, uh, you yeah, know, reports reports out of camp say he's he he has juice like he did coming out of the NFL, um, or when he came into the NFL before the knee injury. And they have a system there that's kind of built to spread, almost like a what Kingsbury's doing in Arizona and so on. Uh, you know, this new kind of college, you know, themed spread offense, and they added some weapons. So they'll be an interesting team. I don't think they're going to be an easy out, but you know, they're they're probably two to three years away from really competing. Um, but I think they'll be, you know, I think they'll eventually be good, just not this season. So, who are you taking to win the division? I'm going to take Tampa. All right, I'm taking New Orleans. I'm taking New well, Orleans. Well, I, I think that the more the smarter choice is New Orleans, right? That, that's the most educated one. But I'm just going to go out on a limb and take Tampa because yeah. I'm hopeful. That's yeah. all. There you go. Mm. All right, let's move it to the West now. I think you know this could be top to bottom. I think they're probably the best division of football. I think you know right. the the teams that don't make the playoffs here. I feel like they they're it's a circumstance of the division. I think any one of these, if three teams could win the division, I think one team's uh, a ways away. Um, I'll talk about odds in a bit. How do you feel about the West, man? Tell me about it. Uh, the West super competitive, right? Yeah. I mean, the only team in there that that you could say is not going to win that division is Arizona, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus, man! I mean, you got <laughs> San Francisco is so damn strong, and I think the world already knows how we feel about Russell Wilson. Um, 
The Rams, you know, they, who knows? They could be just as good as the other two. Man, Rams were in the Super Bowl two years ago, everybody. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. They have a little bit of a Philly thing going on to where they they, they kind of dropped off, but actually maybe it's a little different because I don't think it was due to injury, right? It just kinda... Well, you could argue that it was due to Todd Gurley's regression um, as opposed to quarterback okay, injury yeah. or whatever. I think the whole thing with the Rams last year, as I've been on record, I, I think McVay— you know, with the girly situation, with, you know, overreacting, I think, to the Super Bowl um, lesson that was learned, you know, Bill Belichick kind of took him to school. I think he overreacted. I think they put too much on golf's shoulders, and they could never really get the running game going, whether it was yeah, Gurley's right, injury, right. whether it was the offensive line issues or whatever. They just never got that going. Um, I don't love that the Rams replaced both coordinators, um, specifically um, got rid of Wade Phillips. I think that was a miss, personally. Um, but you know, they got a young, exciting coordinator, I think from the San Francisco school, um, San Francisco certainly has a good defense. So, you know, may- maybe it'll work out. I don't know. I just don't love it. Cause Wade Phillips is always has great defenses. I mean, not a great head coach, but a great defensive coordinator. So uh, it wouldn't shock me, you know, any of these three Arizona, just talk about them a little bit, man, they have an exciting offense and they added the best defensive player yeah, in the draft, did. in my opinion, a dynamic linebacker. Mm. I just think with this, the competition in this division, it's just so tough, man. Just so tough. So Too tough for them. Let me run down the odds. So actually, Arizona and the LA Rams, according to Bavada, are at plus 600. They're, they're similar. So I like, kind of like the Rams' value, honestly, at plus 600. Wow. I, wow. They wouldn't be my pick wow. to win, but plus 600, you know? Right. Super right. Bowl two years ago? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Investment in the draft. I don't love that they, uh, they basically haven't had... <laughs> They haven't had draft picks in like two years because they traded them all away to load up. So that's that's a problem. Uh, let's see. San Francisco's at plus 105, so they're the odds-on favorite. And then Bavada has Seattle at plus 205. So who would be your pick in this division? Uh, I'm going to go with San Francisco for sure. They're, they're super dominant, man. They're they're just they're physical. They can air it out. They can, they can do everything. And uh, I think they're going to be a force for sure. You know, I'm uh, – Hard for me to argue, but, um, you know, Seattle, we talked about it, what, two weeks ago, I think, when we did the NFC West preview. Seattle's at plus 205, and they were what? There were, literally was, they were two inches away from breaking the right, pylon, I maybe know. an inch know, away from yeah. breaking the pylon and win the division last year. Add to that, you know, the, the quote-unquote Super Bowl hangover. I mean, you look in the history, and it's, it's a real thing. I usually stay away from that kind of like that, uh, you know, the Kavorka, you know, the voodoo mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it's a real thing, Super Bowl hangover. Um, look, I have faith in the 49ers. I think, you know, as an organization, they're the team that is most likely to be a dynasty in this conference at least. Um, I love them. I'm going to take Seattle this year. Awesome, awesome. Just because, man, they're wide receiver, like everything about them, they're just getting better and better and better. I know, dude. I know. And I, I, all of a sudden, I, I would like them. I, I've always hated Seattle, but I like Russell Wilson so much. I'd like to see him do it, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, again, this one is – it's a coin flip for me. It's a toss-up in this division. It's so It's so strong. It could go any way. I'll just I'll just take Seattle more so because they're at plus two hundred five. So if it's a coin flip for me, I'll take the one with the you know that'll pay off better. Honestly, that's that's kind of where it goes. And um, you know, San Francisco is so good. I think they're still going to make the playoffs. Uh, so let's just go ahead and start there in terms of wild cards. So we got our division winners. I picked Philly, Minnesota, New Orleans, Seattle. Uh, Brad picked Philly, Green Bay, Tampa, San Francisco. Um, 
but we both like some teams. So let's talk. Let's start in the West. Seattle, are they a wild card team for you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that and that's why you know just a team like Seattle. That's why when the the thought of Detroit or Chicago being a wild card, it's like no, not for me anyway. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. The only I think the biggest feather in the cap is Chicago maybe picks up. You know, a couple of easier wins inside the division, which might well, give them a game or two boost. Slow down on Foles, all right? We right, Foles. Yes, we've seen him play well, but come on, there's a reason why he's been in the league for a long time, and he's never really been the starter and played a full year and took his team deep. He's not that guy. He's not yeah. that guy, man. Mm-hmm. And he did play very well on a very powerful team in the playoffs. And hats off to him. But I, when when we say is it an upgrade from Mitch Trubisky? I don't think it is. I don't. Not not I do. the win column. I do. I think it's an upgrade. I do. I think it's a one to two game boost. Okay. I, but but I'm also down on Trubisky. <laughs> so, right, right. you know, that that's kind of fueling that more so than me, me believing. Because Foles, we talked about this. You know, Foles gives me, he's a better version, don't get me wrong, but he gives oh. me a Ryan Fitzpatrick vibe where, like, he can get insanely hot and you can't touch him. And then he can just lay the biggest egg. Um, for like right, one or two weeks right, in a row, right. so he is a better version than Fitzpatrick. But like, dude, like Fitzpatrick, you know, he was he was dirty in the last half of the season last year. You know, it's like they can both go on their runs. They can ball. Yeah. They can ball. They they can they can get real hot. Both of them. real hot. And when they get yeah. hot, dude, they're like they're tough know, to beat, man. They got the swagger it's, going. Yeah. Yep. True. True. Um, so let's go back up. Another division that we disagreed on. We went to the um, uh, the NFC South. So you picked Tampa Bay. I picked New Orleans. I'm putting Tampa Bay in as a wild card. Would you put New Orleans in as a wild card? Yes, right. Either one of those two. You know, it's just in in most of these divisions, there's just two teams at the top that are just battling with each other. Um, I guess, and and even in the East, you could say it'd be Dallas and and, uh, Philly, right? Right. So definitely either one of those, uh, New Orleans or Tampa. Yep. Okay. And then then you basically, I, I would say the argument for both of us at this point is coming down to, um, we disagreed on the North. So for you, it would be Minnesota or Dallas. And for Minnesota me, or Green Bay? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And for me, it would be Green Bay or Dallas. I'm going to take Green Bay um, okay. over mm-hmm. Dallas because I like that they can run the ball. Um, I, th- I have faith that maybe Lazard and, and Green Bay can come up with some other receiving option, whether it's like Sternberger at tight end or somebody. Um, I have that more so than Dallas, although I think they have a Dallas should have about three freebie wins between uh, their two games with Washington and two games with New York. They should go three and one. That's a that's an excellent point. So this year in the playoffs, there's going to be three divisions that have a wild card, right? Well, I mean, not necessarily divisions, but three wild cards, right? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. You know, I'll take Green Bay. You know, it's hard for me to, to pick against what that team did. They overachieved last year. I don't think they're going to be, record-wise, I don't think they're going to be as good as last year, but we talked about this. I think they're going to be a better team with a worse record next year, Green right, Bay. Right. Um, Dallas, I don't love that. I don't care about the Dak Pre- uh, Prescott contract situation. I don't love that they had, you know, no offseason, basically, to prepare. Uh, it, lack of continuity. I'll take continuity. I'm taking Green Bay. Um, so there you go. Cool. What about you? Minnesota or Dallas for you? Minnesota. Minnesota. So oh, we yeah. basically actually have the same teams in there. We just have the, the differences of division. And, you know, Dallas, um, Chicago, and the Rams, you know, they'll probably be fighting it out. I think they'll be in the thick of the wild card chase. And, 
you know, Dallas does have that, you know, they're interesting. Dallas does have kind of have that. Well, they are interesting. They're always interesting. They're actually more interesting when they're uh, underperforming, right? They're always a story when they're not good and they're failing and, and that never goes away, but people confuse interesting with good. Yeah, right. You know, I remember, I remember when we did this episode last year, you picked San Francisco to get a wild card and I think Seattle to win the division. And I believe I picked Seattle to win the division and the Rams to, to go in the wild card. And so, like, you were on San Francisco. I watched San Francisco um, live, I think, maybe week two. And when I watched them live, I, I remember coming on the show and saying, I was wrong. San Francisco is going to make the playoffs, dude. They're built. They're, they're awesome. Yeah. They're a lot yeah. better than I thought they were. And so, I mean, the point of that is, like, look, you know, if I see Dallas in the week one, week two, and that offense is popping, sure. I sure. could definitely, sure. like, you know, juggle it up. And I'll admit when I'm wrong. Right. Who knows? Maybe Who all knows? they needed was McCarthy to come in and like provide this structure yeah. that they haven't had. That's possible. It you is. Know? Mm-hmm. Maybe Garrett was missing the mark. Maybe it was too loose. Whatever the case may be, and McCarthy just makes that adjustment. Absolutely possible. Absolutely. And you know, you look at um, a, 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 like like a Garrett. You have to assume that what's happening with Garrett is. Look, he was groomed, he was hired, he took over the, the the Dallas Cowboys. This is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones fired Bill Parcells when they were on an upward swing with Tony Romo kind of young and grinding. I think the next year they went 14-2 with Wade Phillips, but that was like a Bill Parcells team. He did the same thing with Jimmy Johnson. Fire, you know, the coach that has the control of the locker room and then, um, you know, hire a guy that can be more, I guess, moldable. I think Jason Garrett was a moldable guy. He was probably taking too much front office criticism. Yeah, he probably had like this voice in his head. I don't think McCarthy's going to be like that. I think McCarthy's stubborn enough to be like, I'll handle the football. I think the relationship will work for yeah, a few years so before too. Jerry Jones gets squirrely again and fires him. But that could be it. Right. You know, that could have been the missing piece all along is him just saying, Jerry, you, you deal you deal with Jerry stuff. I'll deal with head coach stuff. And that could be it, man. Yeah. That could be it. So yeah. let me that look here. Be. So we're talking about, I guess at this point, NFC, and we'll talk about Super Bowl too. Um, let me get to the NFC futures here. Sorry, AFC conference. NFC conference. Okay. So in this matchup, you know, um, who do you think is the likeliest to be like? Who would be your Super Bowl pick? Your representative to, from the NFC to make the Super Bowl this season? Man, you know it's it's. I'm going to be ashamed of myself for saying this because I'm going chalk, but I, I think San Francisco is so damn strong, man. If I had to put the money on it or bet, it would be them. And I know it's a cop out, right? Because going chalk always is, uh-huh. you know. But but it's it's the smarter decision. It's the smarter pick. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. So San Francisco right now, Bovada has at plus four twenty five, which is the which are the strongest odds uh, mm-hmm. to make the uh, to make uh, or I'm sorry to win the NFC. So they're at plus four twenty five. Hold on, let me write write these down. Make sure I'm keeping track here. Um, now I t- I look at a team like New Orleans, who's at plus five fifty, so not too far off. Um, mm-hmm. And New Orleans and San Fran were my two favorite teams from last year. And then I look at San, uh, Seattle at plus 850. Mm. You know, those to me are probably my three favorite, along with, and I'll say this, Philadelphia at plus 1,200. Philadelphia is a dark horse right now because, you know, honestly, we go back to that Wentz factor. He hasn't really gone in that playoff run yet, so you don't really know. Is that moment too big for him when chips are on the table? I don't think yeah. it is. I'm betting on Wentz in that either. situation. I don't think it is. So those are my, t- my top four teams in the conference, and I'm having a t- hard time deciding. Um, you know, San Francisco, it really is hard to, to pick against them. But, 
you know, shoot, I picked Kansas City last week. I don't want to go chalk. I don't want to go with the Super Bowl rematch. So I'm going to go. Look, I I love New New Orleans. I'm worried about Drew Brees at that point in the year. I like Tom Brady. I don't think Tampa Bay's defense is going to get it done in the playoffs. Um, I'm going to go with Seattle. Just because so many people have been throwing so much shade at them for so long. I think just just so you know, my other team would have been Seattle. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. and, and and at plus uh, plus eight fifty according to Bavada, you know, I like I like that pick a little bit more. I like the Philadelphia you know value at plus twelve hundred. And I'll be honest with everybody out there, you know, I usually take one to two weeks to really settle into my betting for the year. Uh, you know, I got to watch all these games, and I do watch all the games. I could very easily fly if San Francisco comes out. And they put out like a 50-burger in week one. I'm switching my pick to San Francisco. I just want to sure. see kind of what the effects were in that offseason. Sure. <clears throat> sure. You know, Garoppolo, he, he came under a ton of criticism. Is he going to be kind of mind-effed, you know, if you could think? Or is he going to come out sure, dialed sure. in? Right, right, right. It's either one or the other, right? But, dude, like the running game and the defense in San Francisco alone can carry them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, so, man, did he, did he take a lot of heat for missing that one throw? I mean, like, I know, man. I know. The one, one throw by a half a yard or not even that much. I know. Like, that deep post. And, hey, man, Kansas City could have come back down and, and, and still sure. done their thing. So, man, yeah. He, he, missed, he missed a read and he missed a throw, and suddenly he's garbage. And everybody's I, talking yeah, about waving exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. And the guy's <laughs> barely played in the league. And his record is like... <laughs> 30 and 5 or maybe better than that right no it's like better than that i gotta i gotta go look up his uh his his record he can't have more than 10 losses you're up a little let me just look up his pro football reference here if he had more than 10 losses i'd be very surprised let me let me see if if they have his uh i'm pulling up the stats as we talk like i just the whole the whole thing of it it's just crazy to me, like how much, how much he, like how, how many people were ready to just give up on him entirely. I know, I know, and it's not like it was like a twenty-yard out, right? It wasn't like a simple toss. It was like a sixty-yard bomb. You know? <laughs> sixty-yard like, bomb. It was a guy. The guy had a. He was in front of the defender, but it wasn't like he was wide open. <laughs> Dude, you know, like, it was like a. He had to put it in one specific spot, and he just didn't do it on that throw. Okay. You know, and everybody fucking tosses him. Okay, so he started 26 games in his career. Okay, can I guess? Before, before you, yes, you can. Before you guess, 26 games in his career, 16 games last season, in his first season as a starting okay. quarterback. Let me remind everybody, he takes a team to the Super Bowl. He outplays right, exactly. Patrick Mahomes for three and a half quarters. So out of these 26 games, are you including playoffs and Super Bowl? No, just regular season. Just regular season. Okay, because yep. one of those losses in the Super Bowl. Right. Let's say that out loud. Mm-hmm. So in 26 games, the man is 21 and 5. Hit it right on the head. 21 and 5. Word. Word. 21 and 5, 13 and 3 in his first season as a starter. Say what you want about the run game. Hey, are you, are you going to tell me John Elway wasn't good when he won the Super Bowl with Denver when she, Mike Shanahan was the head coach? The system likes to run the ball. When yeah. the teams, I, I said this during the season last year, when teams started loading up the box to stop the run, they were daring Jimmy Garoppolo to beat them, and he did. Okay, The only game he lost um, <clears throat> of significance last year, you know, he laid an egg, I think, you know, in Atlanta after a bye week or something like that. Um, which happens, you know, did they, did he have to throw the ball at all to beat Green Bay in the NFC championship game last year? No, no he didn't no, have to no. throw the ball. So, so we're going to hold that against him. 
Because right, Raheem Mostert right, goes right. like for like 300 yards and a half. We're going to hold so that against Garoppolo? And the guy is 2-1 and one in the playoffs, right? So he has a winning record in the playoffs with a Super Bowl appearance. A winning record in the playoffs, man. That is so rare. And I don't think Aaron Rodgers has a winning record in the playoffs. Do you? Oh, no, I don't think so. No way. I know Tom Brady does, but who else does? Does Peyton Manning have a winning record? No, and I don't look, know. I know. Right? right? He might have and gotten himself to 500, small... but I don't think so. Exactly. And I know it's a small sample size, and he's got a winning record in the playoffs. So. Yeah. Dude, career career passer rating is 100. That's freaking good, man. Like, <laughs> really good. Really good. You're, talking, you're telling me that if, um, like, it's these same people on Lamar Jackson. Like, Lamar Jackson goes crazy last year. As a starter, he's, Lamar Jackson, something like, I don't know. 22 and 3 or something like that. He was like 7 and 1 last year and 14 and 2 as a regular season start. Okay, so he's got some stuff to get over in the playoffs. You're going to give up on him? I know Baltimore Ravens fans don't, but the narrative is just stupid, especially when you're talking about betting, you know? Because at the end of the day, we're trying to make money on this stuff. Like, it's just, it's just like bad hype, you know? It's just, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. So, look, if, if Garoppolo comes out and he's on fire, you know, and I'm not worried about Garoppolo, man. He's doing it. He'll do his I'm thing. Me neither. Me neither. Not I'm not. At all. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway. So, let's go to the Super Bowl pick. So, last uh, week, you went uh, you went provocative and you picked Pittsburgh to have a bounce back yeah. under the radar year. Yeah. So, you have San Francisco versus Pittsburgh, a classic yep. NFL matchup. Right, um, right. You know, two absolutely. classic teams. I mean, we haven't seen yeah. that in the Super Bowl. Um, who do you have winning the Super Bowl, man? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh going to Berg. That's the Big battle for like the, retires. the San Francisco. Do they have five rings or are they only at four? I feel like they're at four and Pittsburgh's no, at five or something. Five. I think I they're both remember. at five. I don't remember. I think there's a handful of teams with five and one with six. New England, oh, right? Oh, so I think I, you're right. I think you're right about that. I think it's um, Pittsburgh has five. San Francisco has five. I think Dallas, Dallas has five. I think Green Bay has, has what, three, right? Green Bay has Four. You're right. Yeah, the, the Farb. I forgot the Farb. The first two, yeah. and then the Farb and Rogers. Uh, who else is up there? I don't think Minnesota has any. Do they? Um, no. Uh, they made a ton won. of them, but haven't won. Uh, then you got um, the Giants. I think have four. Yeah. Two Parcells, yeah. two Coughlin. Uh, the Washington the football Eagles. team has three, but that's Eagles where they're going to stay for the next twenty years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So. But you're right. I think you're right. The the five or six. Let me get back to okay. So Super Bowl odds. You took Pittsburgh. Bavada has Pittsburgh at uh, where are they at? Pit, okay, so Bavada has Pittsburgh at plus twenty two hundred. Decent value. Sure. Um, I'm gonna unfortunately. I'm, so I have Kansas City, Seattle in the playoffs, or I'm sorry, in the Super Bowl. I'm going to take. I'm going to do the chalk thing, man. I'm going to take Kansas City to repeat. Sure, sure, yeah, smart choice. Super I smart mean, choice. If I'm putting money on it, I'm taking Kansas yeah. City to repeat. And Kansas yeah. City's at plus six fifty. Seattle to win the Super Bowl is at plus. I'm sorry, Seattle's at, uh, Kansas City at plus six hundred. Seattle is at plus eighteen hundred. <clears throat> but I'm taking Kansas City to win that game. Um, and there you have it, man. There you have cool. it. Cool. All right, well, that's a show. Dude, next week, we're talking week one picks, man. We get to pick our favorite game. I, we're going to change the format a little bit. We'll just talk about our favorite games. Maybe we'll do, like, the, the pick six or something like that, Brad. Okay. Um, let's, we'll do rapid fire for the rest of them, rest of the games, so we can at least make picks, but we'll only talk about, like, six games 
Um, and then, you know, a lot of the fantasy football stuff we do on the Fantasy Football Almanac show now. Um, so, uh, you know, check that podcast out. I think there's a link below. Uh, we're going to catch you next week talking week one, man. Beautiful. Awesome. About awesome. time. Feel yes, normal sir. again. We made it. All right. Yes. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, you know, go out, make some bets, get paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's so a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win. You're going to wish this podcast never ran. Now get ready. Ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.